I'm Zanati Kuma and you're watching Stockwatch this week and uh, joining us for a review of the week's stock performances and for answers to your stock-related questions is Sanelisiwe Tofile from All Weather Capital. Send your questions via SMS to 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag stockwatch. Thanks so much for your time, Sanelisiwe. Um... I don't know, quite a lot has happened um, looking at macro, but also company news. But let's start off with macro because um, all this actually started last week Friday uh, when the, the, all this gloominess in the markets. Um, and at this point, is it all about monetary policy? Um, uh, thanks, Anajay. Thanks for having me. Um, so to be fair, the whole year has been driven by macro uh, this year, it feels like. You know, for people who are stock pickers, it's been very difficult to um, to say that you're making calls based on the fundamentals or whatever else, because, you know, I think inflation and relatedly interest, interest rates have been the main driver. <clears throat> and that's really uh, all that's uh, driven, uh, you know, the big names and also some of the, the smaller names as well. So having if you were on the right side of all the macro moves and you saw a strong rally in gold, then whenever there's big moves in gold, you know that there's, uh, there's macro issues afoot. So, I mean, obviously the recession scares of earlier in the year are what drove markets. And I think you're still having uh, remnants of that. Um, obviously the Fed, um, whenever they speak, there's always activity in markets around that and they seem to be continuing their hawkish tone. Um, Bank of England, I think, hiked again this week. So interest rates are are still kind of the theme of the day and inflation is still a theme of the day because the central banks are trying to fight inflation hmm. but it really is a very macro driven market at the moment it's been that way the whole year talking about uh, being macro driven i was actually pretty um well not surprised but it was very interesting updates that came out of the banks standard bank and first rand um, and they also men mentioned this, um, you know, the, the big headwinds in the macroeconomic environment and the deterioration since their last updates. But still mm. saying that the numbers are good. Of course, um, a few pressure points here and there um, with Standard Bank saying that in some areas, their credit losses breaching uh, their targets. FNB not necessarily as I think they viewed as more conservative. Mm. Um with banks, uh, what are you looking at? Is, is it you're looking at more of the fundamentals rather than the macroeconomy? Because it seems that the macroeconomy isn't really affecting their numbers. Mm. Now, the, the banks are a very good indicator of the health of the economy. Because yeah. they, they touch sort of most segments of the economy through their lending activities and other activities. So I think the biggest um, uh, issue or the biggest point till now is that you know, interest rates have been rising and banks have been benefiting from that. I think it's it's all been sort of a, a bit of a top line story for them. You know, mm. the uh, NIMS have been expanding as well. Uh, what was somewhat uh, surprising for me is, is the robustness of the credit growth as well. The books have grown a, a little bit in this period. And I think there's a bit of kind of renewables in there and some other things. So the top line has really benefited. Now, with regards to um, the credit losses, I think it's really going to be more of a forward-looking thing. The, the credit losses take time, obviously, as interest rates rise, you know, pressure on the consumer, inflation and everything. It takes a bit of time to start feeding through into, um, you know, uh, the numbers of the bank. So I think whilst they're still benefiting from rising interest rates, I think the next sort of 12, maybe 18 months, uh, these guys might start seeing uh, elevated credit losses um, coming through. So 
right now they're still enjoying the higher interest rates. Yeah, all right. Well, let's get into the questions. Uh, quite a lot of questions on the platinum counters, actually. Um, no. Sibanya Stillwater, Anglo-American Platinum, and Wesizo Platinum. Not sure if you look at that one. But let's start off with uh, Sibanya Stillwater. Of course, we know the, um, the pressure that those platinum stocks have been under. Um, is it time to pile into Sibanya Stillwater? I need to average down. I mean, it's a it's a difficult one because I think with the miners, your main driver is always going to be the underlying commodity price. Um, and you've seen that, you know, the platinum price itself has come under a bit of pressure of late. And I think the stocks have followed that. I mean, there might have been a bit of robustness earlier with, uh, you know, the, the, the weakening rand. You know, the, actually the issues around load shedding would have caused uh, a support in the price because South Africa is, is one of the largest uh, producers of platinum globally. So any supply constraints in South Africa might have supported the price. But I think with load shedding now have, having miraculously abated for the past uh, two or three weeks, um, I think issues around production might be abating. So the price has probably come off a little bit. <clears throat> and you've seen a lot of these guys react uh, negatively to the price coming off. Um, as to whether or not you should be piling in, that really depends on your um, on your view around the, the underlying uh, platinum price. And there's so many dynamics kind of impacting that. Mm. Um, I think uh, for the longer term, you know, uh, EVs are going to put a lot of pressure on uh, on demand for, for platinum. They're going to kind of obviously reduce uh, demand as people kind of look to more of the new age metals. But that's more of a longer term uh, theme. Um, and, you know, one would have hoped in the short term that um, Ironically, that you know the the supply constraints might up, uphold the pressure, um, uh, the price of of platinum, but that hasn't played out. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be rushing into platinum at this stage. Um, I think supply is is still you know uh, uh, coming on. And this, uh, like I said, there's still pressure from electric vehicles. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that, um, uh, you know, the case with platinum and why Sibanya still water as a play on the uh, PGM prices. But also, I mean, they're moving into this uh, effort of shoring up green metals. Do you think mm. that's in the price yet? Or if not, would this then not be kind of the right time before it actually does come into the price? Yeah, so the issues with that, it, it, that usually comes with some capex, right? And, it, oh. it, and the execution risk. Um, you know, whether they, they, I don't know, start new mines for these new metals or they acquire uh, some, some businesses for it. Um, and that really kind of goes to what those deals look like. So you, you're taking on a little bit of execution risk. Um, and uh, we tend to not give, you know, management the benefit of the doubt before we kind of get a comfort around their strategies and how they're going to implement those those new projects. So I, I wouldn't be advocating for immediately piling in for those green metals as uh, a Ah, uh, Okay. Um, well, let's take a look at Anglo-American Platinum uh, trading under a thousand for the first time in months. Is it a good opportunity to uh, accumulate? What are you making of uh, Amplats? I mean, as, as a relative... Uh, play we actually uh, uh like anglo-american i mean uh Amplex is probably the quality play amongst uh uh the sector names so if you are determined to 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 to, to take a position in any of the platinum names i think it, it'll be a good call because it's, it's uh good quality good quality assets as well um and it's it's probably one of the safer plays in the sector 
So if you, if you would want to build a position, then it wouldn't be a bad one to go for. Yeah. Uh, what about with Caesar Platinum? I know that it's small. Do you look at it? Uh, I have to say we, we don't really look at it. I think uh, with small caps, you have to have a, a, a real um, sort of information age, if I can call it that, yeah. to play in small caps, especially because the market has generally become less liquid in this in this year so the small cap probably trade even less so there's a there's a there's a big risk in taking positions in small caps so i'm afraid uh, we haven't really dabbled in that yeah well one that we actually haven't spoken about on the show for uh, the last couple of months now is fortress um seeming that there aren't really any big catalysts um can the uh, can you give uh, the uh, likely scenarios how fortress will resolve its a and b shares stalemate and when it is likely to recommence dividend payments. Of course, um, isn't this whole thing of the recommencement of dividends when they actually do collapse that share structure and then they can go back into being a REIT and then they can start paying out? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, you know one of the biggest problems, I think, with property in general is that uh, um, distribution or distributable earnings is coming under pressure. So you've got this, uh, like you say, the stalemate uh, between the A's and the B's at a time when the underlying kind of fundamentals are also under strain for, for various reasons under, under the, you, you know, within the property sector. Yeah. So it's a really hard one to call. I mean, obviously the kind of the relationship with the resilient uh, group and everything else could suggest that it, uh, there might be some kind of deal or some kind of takeover target there, but that's really, you know, you'd be speculating if you were, you were trying to make that kind of call, to be honest. But um, but, uh, but also, I mean, wouldn't um, a, ta a takeover um, deal, someone trying to buy a fortress, also be subject to them actually collapsing that share structure, as we had, for example, with, with Glencore um, wanting to take over tech, yeah. that one of the big issues was that there's this dual mm. share structure that needs to be collapsed. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, and, yeah. and, and um, that, and of course, someone coming in now. I think perhaps the shareholders might not be keen to, um, you know, sell this this business at what they believe is probably a discount to what it's worth. Yeah, so indeed, it'll make a, a deal also a bit of a, a mm. challenge. Yeah, indeed, the viewer also notes that there's a big discount nav, and uh, they also have a solid balance sheet. And talking about property and uh, how the uh, fundamentals are constrained, Growth Point also came out with a nine-month update yesterday. Quite a mixed picture. Um, but saying that they are seeing a recovery, particularly at VNA Waterfront. Um, but I don't know. It, as much as things are improving, they, it seems that they're still not back. And I'm wondering if there's any significant boost to momentum that we, we can expect here. Yeah, so, I mean, the growth one is a bit of a, um, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a tricky one with Cape Town because I feel like Cape Town is now a country on its own. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. Um, a lot of tourism still happening, a lot of, uh, um, they call it semigration. Mm. So it's called in, in increasing activity in Cape Town. I think the, the Cape Town economy is probably growing, whereas the rest of the country's economy is probably going backwards. So Cape Town is really holding up the rest of the country at the moment. So we've seen, you can see it from the, from the growth point numbers. Um, I think the, there's opportunity, obviously, with uh, some of the travel leader names on top of the property names who might be exposed in, in more exposed to to the Cape Town region. So some of the travel leader names who are exposed to tourism and uh, and all of that would also likely benefit uh, from that. Yeah, I talk. Well, I mean, just 
looking at the the share price i mean looking at that graph um the uh, recent uh, performance has actually been quite dismal uh, even yesterday that share price was beaten down by about five six percent yeah uh would this be a buying opportunity or do you do you run for the hills <laughs> um you know i'm inclined to say you know there's obviously like i said k Town is booming I think a lot of the pain in the rest of the country has been taken already. I'm not trying to forecast that there's more pain or less pain yeah. coming up, but I think a lot has been taken. So if you're an investor who's inclined to um, uh, to have a, a more optimistic outlook on, on things changing from here, I mean, if you can resolve the load shedding issue in a shorter time than what you think, then I think that many of these shares would um, uh, would benefit uh, you know, from a recovery in the local economy. Ah. Um, and certainly property is, is nicely geared and it's quite a small sector. So if a lot of people start looking at it, it might give an opportunity for, for the shares to run. So it would be something interesting to look at, yeah. Yeah, well, a property links to construction. And let's actually go to Afrimat that um, has expanded its investment into the uh, heavily battered construction sector. Of course, there hasn't mm. been a, a, a positive sentiment there for a while. Um, so to some, it kind of came as a surprise as to why they would expand uh, in that area when a lot of companies have been bemoaning a government's delay in terms of the infrastructure investment that we've been waiting to come online. And then Lafarge, obviously we know their aim of trying to move away from the developing countries um, to focus on more mature companies. Uh, what do you make of that price? One billion rand. Um, do you think the price is right? Do you think they uh, um, got it at a steal or do you think it's considering the headwinds in that construction sector do you think that it's it's maybe a little bit too expensive i mean obviously the management have taken the view that you know they can probably combine the lafarge business with the you know their own business so i think they probably see a lot of integration with their aggregates business so you have to look at the kind of deal price in that context again all of that comes with um uh, a little bit of execution risk um, but I mean, uh, you know, Afrimat have shown themselves to be good um, operators, uh, good allocators of capital as well. They have obviously seen an opportunity again to combine uh, the cement business, perhaps the aggregate business, and to 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 form <clears throat> to create, sorry, to benefit from some kind of synergies within that uh, uh, ecosystem. Uh, I'm not saying you should back you you should back the management blindly, but like I say, their track record suggests that you know um, they've got a plan for the business. Um, the business itself, I mean, the balance sheet isn't too stretched. So, I mean, I think they can handle, um, you know, they can handle their acquisitive strategies. Uh, so, I think from that perspective, it, there's not a hell of a lot of risk with regards to a high limits of debt and everything else. So, I think it, it, it really needs to be seen how they execute and how they integrate this um, into into their business. Uh, before we get to your stock pick, I was talking about uh, good allocators of uh, money and I would imagine Mr. Price is one of those because uh, even after their acquisition of Studio 88, they were still left with 1.4 billion rand in cash. Of course, they're also going through a lot of headwinds. Um, I was quite surprised um, that uh, investors actually reacted positively to those results that they did release. Was it yesterday or the day before? Um, yeah, it was yesterday. Um, and I'm just wondering what your take on Mr. Price is. Do you think that they are uh, well positioned to weather the storm? So we believe that the retailers have taken quite a lot of pain 
obviously with um, them being a sort of an SA Inc type of play and all the problems that have uh, plagued SA Inc. But with that being said, we think that, um, you know, Mr. Price, again, the balance sheet is quite a, a lot safer than, say, um, <clears throat> some of the peers. I mean, you look at a company, I mean, it's not quite apparel retail, but look at a company like Spa, yeah. who's built up a, a, a sizable bit of debt over the past few years. Um, so we think, um, <clears throat> you know, for companies like uh, Mr. Price, who, I mean, in the past, they were quite good growth stories, which means that they were kind of attractive um, to uh, foreign investors, for example. So those kind of companies will benefit uh, once the sentiment improves. So with that, I think, you know, the, the, the kind of the poor results are indicating the poor kind of macro and the poor kind of consumer mm. space that we're in right now. But I think for as investors, we probably need to start looking past that and saying, okay, once this turns, which companies are going to benefit, you know, from, a, you know, kind of a, an improving economy. And I think, uh, you know, quality or perceived quality names like a Mr. Price will, mm. will definitely be one of those. All right. Um, uh, adding on to that list, what is your stock pick for today? So, you know, today um, I would say there's a lot of uncertainty um, in the market. So it's, it's very difficult to, um, to, 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 uh, uh, to make uh, picks. So... I would hide in, in safety. So you managed, you mentioned sorry, the banks earlier, and I would say that, you know, despite some of the uh, headwinds uh, facing them, I think a company like First Rand is one that might um, weather the storm quite nicely. I think uh, management have proven themselves to be of, of good quality. They've been very conservative. I think their credit losses um, uh, would be much less than the banking peers. Um, so I think if you are going to, um, you know, need or want to find a place to hide, which I think is the right strategy for the moment. I think first round isn't a bad place to hide. Ah, all right. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your analysis today on uh, the questions that have been sent through by our viewers. That was Sanelisi with Dofile from All Weather Capital.